It's Divas That Care Radio. Stories, strategies, and ideas to inspire positive change. Welcome to Divas That Care, a network of women committed to making our world a better place for everyone. This is a global movement for women, by women, engaged in a collaborative effort to create a better world for future generations. To find out more about the movement, visit divasthatcare.com after the show. Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. Hello to all. Welcome to Divas That Care Network. I am Joyce Benning, and I will be your host for this robust lifestyle show. Please check out our website, divasatcare.com, and see all the amazing hosts and their shows of women they are interviewing around the world. I am just overly excited today to have a brand new diva, Naomi McDonald, with me. And she is going to speak about animal communication and healing, and she is a published author and going to speak about her books. Oh my, am I ever excited. Naomi McDonald, would you please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself today? Oh, well, hi, Joyce, and thank you, and Divas that Care for having me. I think this is just an awesome opportunity for such a wonderful group, and I'm honored to be a part of it. I live in Oklahoma. I I have a, um, I'm married with a daughter and two lovely grandkids, and so they keep my life very busy. And during the time that I spent as a horse trainer, I think I did what so many people do and being tenacious about helping my animals through different things that would come up, which would be, you know, might be behavioral, might be a lameness, might be a health issue of some kind. I ran across an animal communicator that helped me with things and I was so absolutely intrigued that I ended up studying animal communication myself. And so I moved into the world of taking classes, and now I teach those classes of listening to our pets in a little deeper way. Oh, my. Oh, I absolutely love that. Oh, that is just beautiful. So it's through your own life experiences that led you in to becoming an animal communicator. Wow. That's incredible. Well, I have to ask then, have you always felt a big connection to animals? Because you said you were a horse trainer, or is this something that just kind of came into life, or has it always been animals been a part of your life? Well, animals have always been a part of my life, and it was my dream. I mean, I fell in love with horses at three, and that never stopped (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it just led me from one thing to another. And, but I had no idea that that was even really something that was possible. I, As a matter of fact, I took one of my clients to ride a lady's horse, and she did. She, you know, she rode the horse, and she got off and handed the horse's bridle reins to the woman and, and said, you know, I'm really interested. I think I would like to come again and spend some time with him. And the horse's Mm -hmm. owner said, well, you have to give me a little while. I'm going to go in and call my animal communicator and see if he liked you. (laughs) And I looked at my 
student, and she looked at me, and we're looking at each other like, is this woman loony or what? And, and <laughs> that was my first introduction into it. And then, um, it, it, you know, things come to you when they need to. I've just learned to follow it. And mm-hmm. I was having trouble on the ranch with one of one of the mares, and we had done so many things to help her become comfortable. And I heard of this woman in Texas that could speak to them, could find places where they hurt. And I thought, you know what? I've spent thousands of dollars on this horse and nothing's worked. What is this? And so she was in Houston and I was in Oklahoma and she visited with nine of my horses that day. And it she found issues that our vets had not found. And so I think there were three horses through different having x-rays done that verified what she said that were better. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, I have to learn about this. I have to know mm-hmm. about this. And through that process, what I realized was I was listening to them all the time. I didn't know it. Mm-hmm. I would have a feeling that this one wanted to go over here, and I would respond. But I didn't know. So I realized that I was receiving information all the time. I just didn't have a label or understand the language around it. Ah. Uh. Oh, I absolutely love that. Oh, being connected to animals also. I mean, I've I thought, oh, I wish so many years ago I would have had this opportunity to know that there was ways to communicate with them like you do. And oh, I just I just love it. I have learned so much in the last year myself on this and I I am so intrigued by it because uh, there is such a connection with animals. It's just unbelievable. Oh, I just love that. <laughs> that is just yes. beautiful. Well, I have to ask then, because you said you kind of felt that you had always been communicating with them, just not as fully as once you kind of learn. Can anyone talk to their animals then? Or is this a, you feel something that has to be a talent that you receive or that you learn? (laughs) Well, we're all intuitive. We're Mm -hmm. all intuitive. Society are the things that we think we're imagining or we're taught that our intuition is not the real world. And so what we end up doing is not responding or recognizing our intuition. But yes, every single person has intuitive ability and every single person receives information on an intuitive level. And it could be something as simple as walking in a room and having a feeling and the the hair stands up on your arms. Mm-hmm. Or thinking about someone and in a few days they call you or you run into them. Those often are not acknowledged as, you know, being intuitive or using that, you know, using your intuition. But when you 
decide that you want to in some way expand on your intuitive abilities, there's a lot of places out there that offer those types of things. The animals are just so open and willing and appreciate so much our our efforts to listen to them more deeply. And they're receiving information from us and energy from us all the time. And so they're very, very open and very easy to practice with mm-hmm. oh, and to wow. get verification from. Yes. Oh, how beautiful. Definitely. Well, it's yeah. kind of like when you hear a lot, a lot of times you'll hear, listen to that quiet voice inside of you. And yeah, that's kind of what it reminds me of with our intuitions. We're not listening to that voice because there's so much other noise out there that we just kind of bury that quiet voice sometimes. It's kind of how I think about it. So, oh, yes, that's that is. <laughs> well, what do you feel, being an animal communicator, what do you feel some of the things are that we can learn from these animals? Well, one of the first and foremost things is that they come to us with a purpose. Mm -hmm. And that purpose, you know, is to help us grow and to help us learn and um, to help us become more of who we are, to guide us through the hard times, to be comfort through the hard times. So animals come to us with that intention and to allow us to make choices. And and so what I'd like to do, especially because it's it's getting to be wintertime, mm-hmm. and some of the things that happen are, um, and especially when it's cold, it, sometimes there's lost animals and can be very hard in the sense that they can't tell us they're at Fourth and Main or they've been in a trailer for you know, three hours and just gotten out. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to give maybe some little tips on what it would benefit different things like finding a lost animal or easing separation anxiety mm-hmm. or just enriching your relationship. Oh, yes, that would be beautiful. I'd love to hear that. <laughs> okay. So, and, and I'm taking this from one of my blogs. There is a quote from Deepak Chopra, and mm-hmm. he says, all of material creation is structured out of information and energy. Before a thought becomes verbal, experienced as language, it's just an intention, an impulse of energy and information. In other words, at the pre-verbal level, all of nature speaks the same language. Wow. 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 Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. So, and then, so we're saying how can, one, how can that benefit us? And two, mm-hmm. when we're thinking of something and our animals do it, Or are our animals really understanding our voice? Or are they understanding the intention and the feelings behind our voice? 
or before our voice actually happens. Oh my yes. God. And we're going, well, how can that, how can that help us? Mm-hmm. And um, my veterinarian, um, acupuncture, became an integral part of um, keeping my, our horses sound. And so my conventional veterinarian went to vet school. And when she came back, she says, you know, I feel kind of silly doing this, but I find it really happens. It really helps a lot. And Mm -hmm. so before she would pick a horse hoof up, she would say, she would run her hand down and say, now I'm going to pick up your foot. And it was the intention behind, I'm going to pick up your foot. And so anytime we have to engage physically with our animals, if when we form the words, you know, they're going to get an injection, oh, this is going to be just a little prick, like the, that, you know, like the doctor does when they give us one, um, it, I find that it, um, just that intention of it's okay, and so the thing that we have to keep in mind is, oh, no, it's going to be a prick, and we tense up. Mm-hmm. And so it's important in that realm, too, oh, it's just a little prick. And so the feeling behind what it is are what our pets relate to and what they receive. Mm-hmm. And that yeah, and that absolutely can be very helpful. And the other way that that is very, very helpful is um, anxiety with animals that, you know, they're leaving at home. I've had several of my clients say, you know, I tell them I'm going. I, I tell them I'm going to be back. I send them a lot of love. And it helps with that anxiety while they're gone. And even when we're on trips, when they're on trips. Um, the the people taking care of the animal will say, you know, they seemed a little bit more relaxed this time because if we can develop the habit of saying good night to them, um, I love you, I'll see you soon, think about those wonderful, beautiful, vibey ways, just embracing them in your love and caring. Yes. Oh, my. Oh, this is... Yes. This is hitting home so much because I do this, you know. I thought maybe I was just strange that I talked to him like this and told him that I'll be back. It's okay. I will only be gone for a little while. No, <laughs> no. And, and so one of the other ways that that brings in, there's another quote by Aristotle. It's called, contemplation is the highest form of activity. The very act mm-hmm. of reflecting on an idea sets the process of creation into action. And so I had a lady called me. Her son's horse had been stolen. Mm -hmm. And this horse had been gone for a very long time. And and I felt this horse at um, going through one of the sales where they went to slaughter. And I saw him very thin. I saw him very afraid. Um, It, you know, it, it really just churned my stomach. And so Mm -hmm. the lady, Mm -hmm. I, you know, I, I relayed the information to the woman, and she said, well, Sale has all my flyers. I've taken them there. He can't be going through that sale. And we were just at loss. I couldn't get anywhere else. 
And so what I actually asked the woman to do, and she was just absolutely agreed, was to connect a cord between her heart and her horse's heart. And so Mm -hmm. she and her son sat down every evening and just imagined this cord bringing them together. And what that does is it allows the synchronicity of our universe. It allows the threads of our universe that hold us together to become stronger. And so about a week later, I get a call from the lady, and she says she had a horse at home. She had gone back to the sale, and things kind of fell into place. And she says, you know, he wasn't going through the sale. He had gone through the sale. He wasn't skinny. He was fat. You know, he and, – and so – and I had seen the horse in a chain link fence under a tree. And she says, but he was in the chain link fence under a tree. She says, you have all the stuff mixed up, all the timeline. Mm-hmm. And that's how, you know, we receive information. It's not, it, it, it can be a little bit more vague like that. But the actual act of creating that intention and reflecting on what she wanted and feeling her horse coming home um, brought the synchronistic things into alignment that allowed them to come back together. Wow. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that, yes. that is just. That is just breathtaking. I mean, I was I was getting chills just listening to all that because I mean that is just that is incredible how how it, they reconnected like that. Oh wow! Yes, it, it's so and it 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 doesn't work every time. No, it doesn't. App, you know, it doesn't work every time. Mm-hmm. Do you not mm-hmm. do the flyers and do social media and do absolutely everything you can when you've lost the pet? You do. But it's yeah. the strengthening it. It's the beauty behind that. Um, I had two cats in Kansas that had been lost recently. Since, you know, I don't know what it is about Kansas, but last winter we found several <laughs> lost cats in Kansas. Um, they seem to be going wandering around in Kansas. But anyway, it's um, when we it, – that can be our, our second line of – of action is do the physical things we need to do to get our loved one back and then sit down and feel how beautiful it's going to be and connect yourself together. Wow. Yes. Oh my goodness. Oh, and what, what a reunion that would be when you find that lost pet or lost horse. Oh, oh my goodness. I love that. Just, just wonderful on how you started it with our animals are brought into our lives for our for a purpose to help us grow and learn. Oh, I I totally can relate to that. That is so true. I have learned so much through the animals. It is it is just amazing. My little red healer that is on my host page a lot, and yeah, he has taught me so much. It's it's incredible. 
he was definitely brought into my life for a reason. So I love that you brought that out, that they come into our lives for a purpose. Oh, that that was just beautiful. Beautiful, Naomi. <laughs> oh, good. Yes, yes, yes. Well, and another question. I think you kind of touched on it, but what? why are you so passionate about this? Why is it, I can tell, it's just a, it's a burning passion inside of you that you are just loving what you do. And why, why is that? Can you explain that to our listeners? <laughs> well, very interestingly, um, the healing work, the shamanic healing work that I do, the animal communication that I do, you know, several years ago, if someone would have told me that I would be doing something like this, I would have, that's just really silly. That's not anything that I would want to do. But what I realized as time went on is I learned and I grew so much with this that it did. I, be, I became very passionate about it because my life became richer, more full, more when you embrace your intuitive abilities, regardless of whether um, it's animal-related or not, you expand out into the world around you. And by embracing your intuitive abilities, you're also embracing the higher spiritual aspect of yourself. And that aspect of yourself always knows your purpose always knows where you would be going. So I, the, I really do feel that when we, the animals are a wonderful avenue to develop that and learn that part of it. And then on a very physical aspect of it, if we spread the word and more and more of us understand the depth of what the animals come and give for us, what in a way they sacrifice for us in the sense of food and um, shelter and clothing and that type of thing, if they make that choice to come in and be those things for us, to give us the choice to either care for them beautifully and lovingly or ignore them or neglect them or hurt them in some way. They came in to give us those choices. I've learned that without a doubt over the years. And so if Mm -hmm. we can get this message out as much as possible, there would never be another animal abused or neglected or you know, cast aside for our, you know, our choices would be different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in my oh, world, I'll, we thank them and honor them and appreciate them if it's, you know, food for our tables, companionship, or in whatever venue they show up in our lives. Oh, oh my that was a beautiful, beautiful way to put it, Naomi. Oh goodness, <laughs> you, you. <laughs> you have totally—you have totally touched my heart. <laughs> oh, that is just so beautiful. Yes, if we get—if more people—if we could only get to them and explain to them how 
these animals are touching our lives and making a difference. And you brought it into so many different spectrums of how they do. And I just, I just love that. That is just beautiful because being a cattle rancher's wife myself and having horses and dogs and cats. And yes, I, I see them in so many different ways and I'm thankful for every one of them because they're just, they're unique in each their own way. And I just love them. Oh, that was so beautiful. Good. Well, <laughs> well, you are such a very, very busy woman. You do so many things, being a published author, being an animal communicator. I see on your site you do workshops and trainings. How do you manage to keep all these activities going and yet still have the time to give back like what you are doing? You know, I find that things, if I try to force it, it doesn't. <laughs> if I <laughs> let it fall into place the way it should be, um, a really interesting little tidbit, the veterinarian that went on to learn acupuncture, we were very close for a long time, and she came to me one day and said, you know, I'm going to sell my veterinary practice. And I said, you are? And she says, yes, I really wanted to be a writer, and I'm going to do everything I can to move into that profession. So um I'm going to miss you, but I have someone that's buying my practice. And I said, well, I'm going to miss you too, and I wish you all the best of luck. And, wow, being a writer, I think that would be wonderful. And, but I could never do that, nor do I want to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it, it, I find that things fall into place if I just let them flow so much as I make action. I make a list of what I want to do in a day. I think about those things, and then I let it fall into place as it should. And so that seems to be my um, way of getting it all done. And then I don't fret mm-hmm. if I don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is a great way to put it. That is just perfect. Well, Naomi, this interview has gone so quickly. Oh, my goodness. I'm like, I cannot believe all the information you have given and all the things I was going to ask you, and I haven't even touched on any of them. So this was just incredible. I just loved it. (laughs) My question is, what are some final tips, tools, some advice you would like to leave with our listeners today? Um, That our imagination our intuition, all of these things help us be closer to our pets. And so when we feel like you're receiving something, even if it's something as simple because they train us so well, go open the, you know, please, I would like out and open the door. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Open, follow your intuition, believe in yourself. And understand that it's it's constantly an exchange back and forth. And let me step back just a little bit to um, give to us is also a reflection of who they are. And sometimes people will say, I know my pet is picking up my unhappiness. 
I think Hmm. my pet might be ill because I am. I think I'm making my animal unhappy because my life has been in turmoil. And my response to that is 100% of the time that absolutely can be happening. You are a response, a positive, beautiful response to that is came with that purpose. That was their intention. They do not take on anything that they haven't agreed to. And rather than say, oh, no, I'm doing this to you, oh, thank you for sharing it with me. Mm-hmm. Oh. It turns it around. Yes. Oh, my goodness. <clears throat> Those were beautiful tips to leave with our listeners today. That was just, that was incredible. Oh, thank you so much. I do want to ask you, Naomi, I hope you will return in the fall in 2021 and we can touch on so many more things that we didn't even get to talk about that you are so experienced in and doing. I would just love to have you back again as my guest. Oh, I would love to. I think this is um, this is all wonderful what you do. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you so much. And I just am so excited that you want to return and keep us all updated on all the workshops, trainings, your animal communication, your books. We didn't get to touch on them. That'll be on the next interview. Yes, ma'am. So thank you again so much, Naomi, for being my guest. Okay. Thank you for having me. You are so welcome. And we will be posting all of Naomi's social media links to this podcast so all of our listeners may connect with her. And I want to thank all of our listeners for listening to this interview with our amazing new diva, Naomi McDonald. Please share this show with your family and friends. And be sure to check out all the hosts and their shows on divasatcare.com. Have a fantastic day. Be kind to all. Give your animals an extra hug and share your love with them. Until we connect again on Robust Lifestyles, stay strong and healthy. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course on divasthatcare.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.